0: Okay, we're all in. Take five.
1: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin,
0: Texas Sports, the Horn.
2: Twitter or X, I just posted this picture of the snake the crazy teenager in Florida caught over the past weekend.
0: I know what his parents think about him going into the swamp in the middle of the night to catch a, was it a 15, 16 foot, 15 foot python? 15, 16 foot python. Does, he get, does mom and dad, do they agree with this choice? <laughs> I <would> hope not. Because, <laughs> uh, man, that's some questionable decision making there, brother.
2: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Remember, we had the picture. We we do like our animal versus human fun here on the Ian Rodby program. We had the guy who had to shoot the black bear in his house at three in the morning. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the week, we also had the picture of the the snake about that size with a full alligator in its belly. They cut it open, had eaten the whole damn thing.
0: That's always like mind blowing to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just so, swallow so something that alligator as big could be are.
2: you, kid. It could be,
0: yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying, like, what are you messing around, man? You're going out there in their territory. That's home field advantage in, in the, the Everglades swamp. At, yeah, night. Yeah. at night, you can't. Get, it's not a better home field advantage for that snake. You want to go out? You said you. He said he couldn't see the end of the snake after he saw the head, when he claims the head was as big as his head, and then he says he couldn't see the end of the snake, and then he said that made me want to jump on it. That huh. made me want to jump on it.
2: Organized life risking activities for recreation, as you call it.
0: Oh, yeah. That's make I would want to run, but hey, some people are some people love to risk their life and I will say just to have fun
2: for for my skin color, mostly white people.
0: It is mostly uh, our Caucasian brothers and sisters, but it's okay. That's all right. It means life is good. Life is good when you are so bored with your life, you want to risk it. (laughs) For recreational purposes. <laughs> mom,
2: I want to go to the Everglades <laughs> and be part of the Python Challenge. The Python
0: Challenge.
2: Swamp people. Come on, Mom, please. Yeah,
0: that is please. that is swamp people. Yeah, Florida's got swamp people. Louisiana's got swamp people. My family are swamp people. My mom and dad, I mean, they both kind of they swamp people.
2: Well, the thing um, about the Everglades in Florida in
0: general. Oh, yeah. They got a lot of activities like that. They well, go noodling. Because, because
2: these, you know, these people, yeah, the catfish noodling. Mm-hmm. Well, these people, like, have all these exotic pets and a lot, and they let them go.
0: Yeah, that is true. The ecosystem for Florida has been wrecked because of all these invasive foreign yeah. species that you have don't been know introduced. What you're run into. Yeah, that is true. Though I've read, I actually read some articles about that. and It's crazy. It's got a lot of foreign invasive species in Florida. Hell no. No, exactly. Yeah. Hell no. And then like, you, got Flo- mean, you got Florida Man down there. Florida Man is just as scary as any invasive species well, <laughs> that can be what? introduced. Florida
2: Man. <laughs> That's Florida in- Man. Impregnates Florida woman who then has Florida
0: kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who jumps on pythons at night in the middle of the night in the Everglades. You're right. For that's for the kid. This is for the kid right like, here.
2: Like, I mean, I'm not even going to the Everglades at all at night. Bro, no. no it's just looking for reptiles.
0: Man, you ain't going to never find Rod B in the Everglades like that unless I'm in like some boat cage of some kind. Yeah, A cage. something well protected. I don't even go deep sea fishing.
2: I've done that. I
0: get seasick. Nope. Uh, I've been invited and I won't Got go. It. Casey Stutters, I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, no, I'm not going deep sea fishing. That's out in the deep sea. If something goes wrong, what are, my, what are my options? What are my options if something goes wrong out there and we're in the deep sea in the middle of the ocean? What are my options? Tread water. D- no, no. See, I, I can't swim that well. I can swim well enough to dog paddle in a pool. I don't want to have to save a life, meaning my own, too. I don't even have to save a life or have to deal with any, you know, the, the current and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. no. Robby's not built I that way. I have
2: been deep sea fishing. I enjoy it. I do get, I too tend to get seasick, though. I don't do the, cap, the waves very well.
0: Oh, it's, so uh, you don't go on cruises then?
2: It's, it's, I've inherited that from my lovely mother. She gets very—my mama gets carsick if she doesn't take, like, Dramamine. Oh really? She gets motion sickness. Uh, okay, quickly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know some so people do that. So that's a hereditary thing for me, for sure. But this says, uh, as Ty would say, "Risk it for the biscuit." No risk, it, no biscuit. <laughs> yeah, no risk, it, no biscuit, baby. Uh, Straight cash only. Yeah, I, yeah. That's why Ty was playing blackjack at one in the morning this morning. You know, risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> hey, Did um, you
0: win money? In no, life? I lost. Oh, okay, that's partly why he feels well, so your bad. buddy. You got
1: got. You got out. got. <laughs> I paid for my buddy's drinks tonight, or last night and tonight. So. Somebody said, hey, it pays pretty well per foot by the Florida Fish and Wildlife.
0: Oh, if you catch pythons, you can, like, there's, like, a catching, a program in Florida where you can catch pythons and, like, Oh, yeah. Of, Look, I'm all for money. the outdoors. That's I actually really pretty am. cool. They have that. I didn't know that.
2: I'm all for the outdoors. And, and I, like, I'm going to have lunch today with my buddy Wes Murray, who's the owner of Grande Equipment. And he's got two teenage boys who, man, they're, you think about teenage boys, all you hear is they, you know, they don't want to work and they don't, uh, all they do is play video games and whatnot. I've heard that. Those kids are out, man. They go, they got, they got their own boats and they oh, go they out are, to the streams yeah, and the river active. and yeah. they don't stay home. And yeah. uh, I'm like, yeah, that, you know, that it's, you know, my kids were out playing sports and whatnot. And, but they, these kids are, uh, I get it. I love it. But man, I'm not going to the Everglades. That ain't happening.
0: It's, uh, it's hard to be as active as we were uh, back in the day. Number one, because they have better entertainment options inside than we did. Uh, so we were outside for yeah. hours at a time. You go outside, home. you go outside, I don't, know, or, I don't know, maybe before the afternoon, so maybe around 11, something like that. You wouldn't come back until street lights coming on, something like that. Right. And your parents weren't that concerned mm. with you.
2: And nothing better, Rod, than when I was a kid, radio baby. Bring oh, it. Oh, yeah. I just did it.
0: Yeah, we did. I'm an old man. Yeah. Let's move on. Hey.
2: <laughs> this says, him. Now come to think of it, guys, I've never seen any black people on Shark Week. That's probably true. <laughs> Probably true.
0: Hold up. Oh man, now I gotta go back and start looking at some Shark weeks. It gotta be at least one well, brother is, representative of Shark week.
2: And this is same as some of the programs for wild hogs here in Texas. Well, with a wild hog, you got uh, you have machine guns.
1: Yeah, they actually in helicopters yeah. they like
0: fly over and like, yeah. take out the hogs. But they are yeah. that they are a menace. Well
1: you gotta get rid of they destroy property.
0: Yeah, they're a menace. They you, are. Can I hog, get that.
1: you can eat the hogs. Though. Okay. That's true Rob, too. Can't eat python. or I bet you could. Now a hey, Florida
0: man will eat that python.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay, I might go into the Florida Everglades at night with a machine gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I you might need, be willing to do that. So, something semi-automatic would right. be cool with that. Sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, give me the give me the AR and I'm good. A,
0: the AR15, you're good.
1: I'd be more worried about the bugs than than the alligators. Oh, everything, like
2: the Everglades. Yeah. Are you kidding? I've seen naked and afraid. I know. Oh, I love
0: Naked and Afraid. I watch it all the time. They got a new one, a castaway, Naked and Afraid. Oh, I'm watching no that way. one now. Hey, and they have black people on Naked and Afraid every now and then, too. So there you go. There's some black people bold enough to Shaq, go risk their life for recreational purposes. Shaquille O'Neal hosted Shark Week. Ah, there you go. Thank but you, Victor. was he door. out there with the Sharks? No. He was just he was in a studio <laughs> with a green screen <laughs> pointing up. Exactly. Like <laughs> yes. Exactly the point. Hey, he hosted, though. That's a that's a step. Hey, while we're talking. Shaq and Tyson, uh, it says, we're on Shark Week. Uh, Ty- well, Tyson would eat the shark. Tyson, <laughs> some of the most feared creatures on the planet. Yeah. Tyson is in that conversation. Tyson would fight the shark. Yes, I I'm in that. on that.
2: Yeah. All
0: right. I haven't, so, I haven't, so, that's not Shark Week. I didn't even realize it was Shark Week.
1: Yeah, it was. That's the
0: middle Damn. of
2: summer.
1: They do that in the I middle of summer. I miss Shark Week. Right in time for people going to the beach.
0: I'm upset about that.
1: Casey Studdard said that uh, whenever Shark Week starts, that's when you, NFL players usually start to pucker up a bit. And you know, and you know training camp's coming. Yeah, it's right the around the week. corner. It's like July.
0: Oh, good hey, point. So, that's um, nice. Oh, let a little nugget.
2: Speaking of the Lakers, I was thinking of Shaq, and I think of Lakers. I have watched now the first couple of episodes of the uh, Winning Time. Winning Time.
0: Uh, okay, I have. You know what? I need to do it. I haven't watched the first season. I, again, completely. you have to
2: suspend reality because I do think they portrayed Jerry West in a very bad light because they need a uh, they, they need a prick in the show, right? They need an ass, and he is that. Yeah. Because uh, then you've got John C. Riley playing Jerry Bus, and you've got, uh, but you know they, they cast this thing. The cast is good. It's pretty I incredible like the in the year, two. Like, yeah. There are times when you see the guy playing Magic Johnson, and you swear to gosh, that's Magic Johnson. And you he when
0: hasn't a played kid. a lot of things. Like He hasn't been in a no, lot. No,
2: they had to go very specific. Yeah, were... so, Magic is so
0: known. And unique. You couldn't get somebody who's been an actor into anything else because, yeah, yeah you, that's a good and point.
2: He does this smile. He looks like Magic. It's pretty damn good. But, again. Does I, the Bird I, guy inter- look
0: like Bird? Cause yeah, cause they got bird does. in does. Does he get the, the Hick from French Lick? They get that He there
2: does. They do a decent job with Red Arbok. Um, Pat Riley, they
0: got right. Well, what's his name? Adrian Brody. Adrian, yeah, he's good. Yeah, Adrian, he's he's a great actor. He's
2: a great actually. actor. Yeah. He plays Pat Riley's character. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's season two. It's it's you know. It, I, I think the John C. Riley character is worth worth the price of admission. Just to he's just such a him, good actor. He nails it. And Adrian Brody playing Pat Riley. I mean, you and, and you know the history of it if you know sports, so you kind of can play along. Okay, I know what's coming here. Westhead's about to get fired. I mean, because you, you, you knew that's coming. Yeah, Sh- you know Magic's going to get hurt. The previous coach is going to take a header off of his bicycle. I mean, all those things that actually did happen, um, you know, so you're just waiting for the, the shoe to drop or whatever it's going to be. Because, you know, the story of the Lakers is a pretty amazing one. With it is
0: an amazing story.
2: Well, similar yeah. for Cowboys fans and Jerry Jones. I mean, Jerry Buss was not a wealthy guy. I mean, he was rich, but he was not yeah. pro-owner wealthy. And the NBA was flailing. I mean, the NBA was not popular. Um, you it, know, it was
0: tape delay tape finals, finals yeah. huge
2: drug problems in the league. It mm-hmm. was not popular. And so, you know, in, in the season one, no spoilers, his mother is played by Sally Field, and she's advi- she's his accountant, and she's advising him not to do this, don't buy oh, this team, okay. you go, you'll go bankrupt, which you're already almost bankrupt. Because uh, the first scene of the show takes place in the Playboy Mansion, and John C. Rather wakes up next to a naked bunny, and it's like, hello, nice. Nice. I'm in. They set the tone, <laughs> set the set tone, the tone for the, the show? show. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're like, yes.
2: But it's similar to Jerry Jones, <laughs> that Jerry Jones put all of his nickels together. <laughs> that scene
0: might also fit in Jerry Jones' show. They say fit, too. Yeah. Well, hey, look, I mean,
2: if Jeff Perlman, who, who wrote the book that this is based on, He's written a Cowboys book, too. Jeff Perlman wrote the book on the Wild Cowboys of the 90s. That could be a TV show, too. The White House. He, and he Michael wrote the White Irwin.
0: House? He wrote the book. Uh, oh, is it one of those books? I, I, I what?
2: look up the Jeff Perlman book about okay. the Cowboys. And it's it's the Wild Boys, whatever. Mm, yeah. okay. Perlman wrote that, too. Okay. And, so, and now he's kind of a part of this HBO thing. So uh, pretty good. The only reason I say it is that they, they, they did an unbelievable job on, on Kareem. That's hard to do to get Kareem. the yeah. actually, these iconic
0: figures that everybody knows. And they do
2: good with the cameras because I saw where the actor who plays Kareem is only like six three, but they they make him look a lot taller. I don't know how they do all this.
0: How are the basketball scenes? Or
2: maybe it's, it's, no, it's the magic Pig one. Yeah, are the scenes pretty good. The basketball pretty okay. good. I mean, they got them all. I mean, they, they had to get every. I mean, you got Norm Nixon, and you got, uh, you know, eventually here they're going to have James Worthy on the team coming in from North Carolina. Yeah, Elgin Baylor. Elgin, yeah. I mean, and and they, gosh, Michael Cooper. Uh, they, I mean, and they're mm-hmm. all in it. It's pretty good. But, you, again, suspend some bl- reality. Know that a lot of it is fictionalized in yeah. Hollywood. But it's pretty good. And it really, uh, moves pretty quick.
1: Jeff Perlman books called Boys Will Be Boys, The Glory Days, and Party Nights, The Dallas Cowboys Dynasty.
2: Okay, Ooh, Maybe there's going to be a winning time with the Cowboys. Remember, oh, Jerry
0: Jones would have to approve it, though. Oh, you can the, wait to. The
2: Jerry Jones' Netflix documentary is coming out. Yeah, and and, sold the rights for fifty million.
0: Yeah, and he's also a part of that Roku draft documentary. Now they're gonna they're gonna just focus on feature like four teams, and they're gonna take you for the first time in the draft room yeah. at the time. That's happening later well, this the month. The
2: Netflix one is all about the the rise of the the, the three Super Bowls and the, the triplets and the dynamic him buying the team, I believe. Yeah, and that's gonna be good, and that, that could lead to something. Jeff Perlman gets his hands on.
0: Yeah, I wonder if uh because yeah, you're starting to see more and more of the, the NFL films. They're allowing more access. Or well, at least the NFL is, but it's NFL Films I think does all the production. they're allowing more access to locker rooms and that kind of stuff.
2: Well, well, one of the first scenes actually—it's not the Playboy Mansion. It's the first scene of the show. Now that I remember, it is Magic Johnson at his press conference announcing that he's got the AIDS virus. That's how oh. it started. So, and then of course it okay. flashes back to uh, the late seventies. Okay. Okay. I think we're gonna. I and think then they'll get the real time way impressing. all the way to that. I mm. think if they can get there. But it, oh,
0: they'll get there. Seems like that's pretty popular. Well, I saw
2: Jeff Perman with a tweet yesterday saying, you know. Save the show, tell, because there, there's a writer's strike going on. So fortunately, they already had season two done. Mm-hmm. There couldn't if they don't get the writer's strike solved, they're not going to have actors and whatever. So uh, we'll see. I, I would recommend it if you like basketball, if you like sports. I think you'll like it. I know a lot of people have tuned it out because it's not factually accurate. Nah, no. They took
0: some I mean, uh, creative for, uh, liberties. I mean, it's Hollywood.
2: Well, I know Jerry West is furious it's and really sued him. Look and at that.
0: the Blind Side. Come on, he made the yeah. whole You <laughs>
2: know they want to take Sandra Bullock's Oscar away from what she did.
0: I mean, it's okay.
2: Hey, Rod, uh send us your best fantasy football Do you want to do your rant now or would you like to do it at the bottom of the hour? Where would you like to f- get your latest uh we can rantation?
0: Whenever you want to cram it in. We can well, do No, it's it not a cram. Or...
2: It's just wanna give you s- full space.
0: Uh full space. I like that. Let's um, do it at nine thirty. Okay, let's do it at nine thirty. Actually it... actually I'll have a non it's kind of a non sports related rant, actually. I like it. you will go. It's Friday. So
2: And then of course we'll get a full preview of this stuff. Longhorn football. Do you think when before I get into this uh, fantasy football, do you really think that the the backup quarterback job is still in doubt at Texas right now? Or do you think I – because mean, all reports are Arch Manning's having a great
0: game. Yes, uh, I I think uh, it is still to be decided. I do think Sarke is leaving it up open a little bit. I think Malik is a front-runner to win it. Uh, but it is the comp- a lot of comp- spots are still open competition wise. This is why the last scrimmage is a depth chart scrimmage. That's tomorrow, and I think he's going to solidify the depth chart based on that scrimmage. I think ideally they want Arch Manning to redshirt so they could kind of keep the uh kind of the hierarchy intact here, <laughs> and every uh, they can keep everything on schedule with Quinn as the starter, and then Malik's been working as the backup. But right now, and you want this, Arch is making. That decision tough. Yeah, he is. He's making it tough. And Nick Saban said the same thing. He's like, I need my quarterbacks to. They make my decision hard. It. it you know what I mean? Either you make it hard or you make it easy. He said, because if you're separate from the pack, then you made my job easy. I ain't even got a name of starting quarterback. Everybody knows who the hell it is. Why do I even well, have to name it? because you know
2: this. I mean, the players know.
0: <laughs> the players know. They know because they're practicing against them and practicing with them. They know. That's why the the players went to Mac Brown and told him in the offseason when Colt McCoy is competing with Javon Snead, hey, coach, it's Colt, just so you know. You'll see, but it's Colt. He's our guy. And I think for... You know, for for the team here, they know Quinn is the starter, so you're not going to have the kind of movement where the players are actually, you know, deciding that you know they're going to support one quarterback over the other. This is a decision that Sark's wants to make on his own, but there is no doubt that the players know who is winning a competition or not, or at least they believe they have an idea who's winning a competition. Sure. And right now, the reports are Arch having a great camp. He's having a great. He's Very making it tough. Yeah,
2: I said earlier making plays. uh, The the word is that you know that long touchdown run he had came because he was very decisive. Realized it was man coverage, knew what the play was, read the blitz, Mm -hmm. and then immediately found a gap in the D line, which was what Sark was mad about rush lanes, and said, "See you later." I mean, he he understood that there was an opportunity there to make a play. It didn't come off of a scramble where he got the pocket collapsed. He immediately recognized the play and took off.
0: So basically decided to abandon the progressions and say, well, if they're going to give me 30, 40 yards, why the hell am I going with the progression? (laughs) I got got 30, 40 yards right in front of me. Work smarter, not harder. That's high level. Uh, That is high level, As far as uh,
2: reaction time and and, and, and making a quick decision. Okay, so real quick, though, because fantasy football is in full effect. People are getting their leagues together. That's right. And I've compiled some of my favorite uh, fantasy football teams. Here's a guy. Has already texted us to Infinity and Bijan. Oh, good. well done. That's good. How that's, about uh, that's punny? Here's one Mahomes alone, too, lost in New York. Too long. <laughs> too okay. long. Okay, I got if you. If you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, it could be Ritter Me This. Desmond uh, Ritter. Okay. But if, uh, you dra- if you draft Desmond Ritter, you're not winning your ten- your league, I do believe. Yeah, your name if Viking- be wasted. If you're a Vikings fan, you could be Kissing Cousins. Mm. The Kissing Cousins. Okay. It's gross. Uh, yeah, I, gross. I, I
1: tried the past years I've tried to get Nick Chubb and my team name has been Half Chubb. Half Chubb.
2: <laughs> if you're a Bengals fan, you could go with high well, speed
1: high speed chase.
0: Uh I see what you did. Or there.
2: living on Burrow Time.
0: Oh, that's good. Mm. With the pun. I like that.
2: Uh or it's all punny. If you're a Jets fan, it could be Con Aaron Rodgers. Con Aaron Rodgers.
0: Con Air, you're right. And he did have that look, remember? Yeah. He that look for a while.
2: Some Rams fans have suggested Cooper Cup check. check? <laughs> Cup check. check's also a Laker, Mitch Kupchak. There you go. If you're a Rams fan, you could be the Inglorious Staffords.
0: I like that, actually. That's, that's pretty a good clever. Inglorious Staffords is good. That's one of my favorites. If you're a
2: Cowboys fan, Ty, you go with C.D.'s Nuts. That's a good one.
0: That's not bad. That's pretty good.
2: Uh, if you're oh, no, an Atlanta good. fan, back to the Falcons, you could be Kyle Pitts and Giggles.
0: Pitts and Giggles. I'm with you. That's clever.
2: Here's one that's unanimous for all football and baseball fans. Joe Buck, yourself.
0: Joe Buck, yourself. I like that. It's not bad. You got to be a real, real Joe Buck fan for that one. If you
2: draft Mike Evans from the Buccaneers, because you won't draft many Buccaneers, but you might draft Mike Evans. Stairway to Evans. Stairway to Evans. The classic well Led Zeppelin song. Bed, bath, and Bijan.
0: That's another good one.
2: Damn. Like it?
0: Yeah, I like that one. That's good. Bed, bath, and Bijan. You're a Saints money. fan, and That's you draft good.
2: Alvin Kamara. Kamara Sutra.
0: That is also one of my favorites. Kamara Sutra. That's brilliant.
2: Uh, Well done, Charger fans will like tickle me Eckler. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, How about uh, Hot Chub Time Machine? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite Hot (laughs) Chub. Or Cowboy fans, hit me with your Prescott.
0: Okay. All right. Or do you
2: like this for the Dolphins? Too a legit, too
0: a legit to quit. Oh, I like that one actually. Too a legit, too a quit. I like that one.
2: Too a legit. So we'll to a quit. Right. To a quit. I got or, that. Or too legit to quit. Okay, good, good. Uh, so send us your favorite ones. That's uh, really good. Those always a good time. Uh, if you draft Noah Fant, Ty, the uh, tight end for the – where does he play now? Seattle? Seattle, yeah. Only Fant's.
0: That's good. That's <laughs> clever. God. Only Fant's.
2: Uh, if you draft the speedy receiver from Denver, Jerry Judy, you can have the Call of Judy's.
0: Call, Call of, of Judy. Judy's. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, I bet. How I Met Metcalf, your mother – Oh wow!
0: Wow, I don't know about sounds that. Sounds a little dirty. All right, Metcalf, your mother. All right,
2: there you go. <laughs> Devontae's Inferno. If you've got Devonte Adams, by the way, how bad is that injury? Not bad.
0: Oh, I like the one with Jameer Gibbs, Baby Bat Gibbs. Ooh.
2: <laughs> Baby that's Back. not bad. Yeah,
0: Baby Back Gibbs. Ain't bad. I like that one. Uh, that's so good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I guess that's half of the battle too. is like coming up with a really clever show me name.
2: your show me your TDs. That's good. I like that. That's a suggestion on the text line. That is
0: pretty good. Show this, me
2: your CDs. Show me your CDs. No, oh, it's not. It's not bad either. Lights, Kamara action. Very good.
0: Oh, that's good. Well, that's clever.
2: Mine is uh, guys Raiders of the Lost Car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is well done. That is good. Good job, Raiders of the Lost Car.
2: Uh, um, Jeff, Jeff on the text line has said uh, for the Ravens, eh. I'd, Tucker. Oh, Justin Tucker. <laughs> He's your kicker. But now, now, does the name have to coincide? Do you have to have the player on your team? Yes. That's, I think you yes. do.
0: Otherwise, it's just it's kind of lame because that's, that's what makes it clever. Yeah. You use a player that you have on your team, and then you come up with a clever name.
2: That's right. So, and that's yeah. why you change it every year.
0: That's why you change it because based on the marquee players you have, you you know, oh, I'm going to name it, you know, Baby Back Gibbs. I got Jameer Gibbs. There he goes. I like it. Murder c Oh, I like that. Murder Sea Road for CD. It's Few,
2: The Stroud, oh. the Texans, <laughs> the
0: Marines. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. I like these though.
2: These are good. These are good. And you like names because we got to name our show. When we've oh got yeah, a- that
0: will be happening. We'll, we'll have a name by Monday. It's done. We just gotta we just gotta pick it. Us as All a right. group.
2: We gotta pick one. Yeah. And uh, I'm liking some of the ones you got. I
0: actually like. I, I've actually got two my two that are my favorites that. I wouldn't mind either one. Before the end, end of the
2: hour, Rod and I will challenge each other with a round of who said that? Who said that? And then when we come back, Rod will have his rant. It's coming next.
1: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. Oh
2: man, I won my league last year, this says, with Tyreek and Destroy. Love that, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek the Freak, good stuff, good stuff right there. Also got a message from a buddy of mine who says, uh, "Rod, that the wild hog problem in Texas is so bad you could shoot seventy percent of the hogs and still not keep up on the population." <laughs> oh,
0: they're that like rampant. They just
2: well, they they reproduce quickly. That's
0: true. They do like to get it on, like wild hogs. They like <laughs> they like to get it on, like wild hogs. Um, Ruka, you were talking about the the winning time show.
2: Winning time with the L.A. Lakers. About the
0: Lakers, and you're looking forward to the second season?
2: Yep. I'm already two episodes into the second season,
0: actually. I know. I I think my wife wants to watch, so we might have to go watch the first season. Because I've only watched like two episodes of the first season, and then I forget why I got distracted and didn't finish. But I do remember, because we talked about this, actually, uh, at the time. I do remember one of the stories that came out of the show was about Spencer Haywood. Yeah. Do you remember this story? I do. This, for those who are unfamiliar, and they they actually revisited this, they revisited this issue or this incident uh, in the show Winning Time in the first season. Essentially, the story goes that Spencer Haywood performed what is now an infamous self circumcision, and it was referenced on the show in Winning Time that as a as a youngster that he gave himself a makeshift at home circumcision. As a child,
2: I'm not making this up, no, that's true, and they did 'cause they, they they would talk about how in the show, no one wanted to look at look at him in the shower, yeah, was like a wise yeah and <laughs> uh, and
0: and then it actually did he admitted that as a child, that's something that he did. I forgot that was one of the crazy. that wasn't even actually a main story about the Lakers. it was just one of kind of the side show items.
1: That's the About uh, winning time. That's the real Python challenge. Hey that's the,
0: Oh! Come
1: on.
2: Well, you know who Oh, come on, Ty. Oh. Well, you know oh, come on, Ty. <laughs> and this is not a joke. You know who played come him on. on the heels of that pun? Do you know who uh <laughs> you know who played him in the show? A guy who? named Wood Harris. Wood?
0: No. Oh, that, that's the guy from um, Remember the Titans. Yes, but he's uh Oh, is that him from Remember's Titans?
2: Yeah, and Remember the
0: Titans, he's the uh Remember, they had the right side, left side. Yes, and he's also in The Wire.
2: Yes. Yes, yes
0: that's kind of where I But you're right. He is. He's young in that room. So he's Can also he in The Wire. Yeah. And, and oh, the, his name is Wood, though.
2: Wood. W-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> Wood Haywood. Can't
0: write this stuff. <laughs>
2: Can't write it. And uh, Wood, oof. he plays a good role. But, of course, the other part of that is that Spencer Haywood had a terrible drug problem. Yes, uh, that's
0: what basically ended his career. Yeah. He was a really good player.
2: Yeah, and he couldn't beat it.
0: And, and what is, I, I even know this about him, too, but... Didn't he initially sue the NBA to come right out of high school? Yes, yes. He was like the first person to do that, correct?
2: That's correct. And then Moses Malone followed that. Yeah, so
0: that's why historically he actually is a historical figure in well, NBA and, history. And
2: in the, in the, I don't know how Did accurate Did they say that is? in this show? Uh-huh. Yeah, they sure. talked about that? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all fiction. That's all factual.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, the, and the self-circumcision is also factual. No, they didn't
2: show that. And they they never show showed it. it. No, thank God. This wasn't the Pam and Tommy Lee documentary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did they For show sure. that in there? They showed some stuff like that in there? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Tommy Lee. Yeah, that, you're talking about the, the sex, like the the sex no, video.
2: I, mean, I, I saw it's on Hulu. It's not the documentary. It's it the documentary? But is it about it's the, the, it about the sex
0: video that leaked out between them? Oh yeah, them? that's the whole show. Yes, yeah, the whole, the show. whole yeah, show. Yeah, is yeah, how, yeah. That, the, that was, how like one got. of the first sex like videos that leaked out, isn't it? That's when I
2: stopped watching. Right, I've told this story before, but when when Tommy Lee starts actually talking to his penis and his penis is talking <laughs> back to him, I was like, okay, hey, I'm not oh, watching this anymore. <laughs> oh, it
0: spoke back. They actually made that he happen.
2: Having, he was having a,
0: a oh, he's like like a dream or a delusion. No, he's standing in the bathroom. <laughs> was and he okay, you know what I guess I gotta watch it a while I might turn uh, it off the as I
2: remember it the, Is he hallucinating the con- like he's on drugs well he he was trying to he was trying to talk himself into the fact that Pam Anderson was the one, and his oh his his other his friend, junk, was his junk was trying to tell him no no, you still have to go after so and so uh, and so and so and so don't settle down
0: oh, every man has dealt with that the deal with the head. On your shoulders. The that other one. One. That's the one. That's and the so one. That, I guess
2: the director decided actually having them have a conversation would be the right <laughs> what way to. the
0: literal <laughs> interpretation of that? <laughs> of that struggle. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well,
2: I mean, it's Pam and Tommy Lee, and the the, the, the the Tommy Lee's drumstick is a big part of the conversation. Wow. Throughout the film.
0: Sorry to take it off the rails, but I I forgot that was I love the rails. I remember that about winning time, and that was a crazy crazy little detail. and They, they go into that.
2: it and his drug problem, and it's really kind of a cool part that I would it, have a
0: drug problem. Too, if I gave myself a self, a surf, self yeah, like circumcision. In, in lived
2: and grew up in like Alabama as a
0: preteen. Yeah. yeah, he actually grew up like yeah, like on a, like a farm, like sharecropping yeah. yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. And and the guy who from the wire and from remember the Titans does a very good job. And it's a the Kareem the, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar character does a real nice job of trying to help him. And oh, know, we're like helping with mentor, drug problem. yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Okay, it's a good that, that's there's a lot of cool storylines going on, and then there's some debauchery, and it's, you know, it's the Lakers <laughs> the late seventies with all the cocaine and it's a good show playboy <laughs> mansions and show yeah. you learn how the laker girls came about oh and, uh, i bet oh yeah yeah and then and then, and then the rivalry with the celtics <laughs> and larry bird and now we're into season two can we get into rod's rant of the day we That's do it. a couple each morning this is our nine o'clock hour rant from the rod man
0: i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore find out what happens when people stop being polite start getting real.
1: You ain't keeping it real. my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Mm-hmm. What's no, what's you've got it now. It's time for Rod's oh. rant of the day. Hold on to your
0: butts. All right, uh, real quick, because I wanted to, if we have time, we can get into another subject here as well. But we brought this up earlier in the show. If you're a Texans fan, you should be really excited about the talk about Tank Dale that's happening uh, among the uh, Texans training camp. He, in the first preseason game, Tank Dale, really small-ish wide receiver, 5'8", 165. He had eight targets, five receptions, 65 yards, 34 yards after the catch. And there's a lot of people excited um, because he, he really flashed more than flashed, actually, in college. He really uh, solidified himself as a dominant wide receiver at the college level. 17 touchdowns, over 1,390 yards, receiving in 2022. And the reason that I'm bringing him up for you guys, and most of you guys are like, I don't care that much about Dell, but I do think Dell does symbolize a, a shift in mindset in the NFL. And honestly, I think one of the reasons for that shift in mindset are one of the people responsible at least partly responsible for that shift in mindset is Steve Sarkeesian. All right. Steve Sarkeesian, and just follow me here. Steve Sarkeesian uh, basically maximized and weaponized, and you can say monetized, right? Uh, the wide receiver position for Devontae Smith when he called plays and maximized his talent to the extent that he was a Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver and drafted number 10 overall, top 10 in 2021. The thing about Devontae Smith that the that really does kind of symbolize the shift for the NFL, he was a really frail, slight wide receiver, skinny, frail, slight. Say whatever you however you want to say it. If you look at BMI, which is body mass index, it's how you kind of measure you know the your body mass compilation. He, in terms of body mass index, if you go look at it, he was at twenty three BMI which is really, really slender. That's really small. Tank Dale, who's 5'8", 165, his BMI is 25. That's how light and frail (laughs) Devontae Smith was coming out of college, but really, really effective. Usually the NFL would look at a small, frail, smallish, skinny, wide receiver and go, yeah, he's got to add some more weight. That We're going to drop him down in terms of our evaluation and draft grade. But after watching Devontae Smith and after watching Sark uh, maximize his talent and weaponized him in such a way, the NFL became a lot more receptive and a lot more open to these frail, skinny-ish wide receivers. Here is the number that I got. Now, Tank Dell doesn't apply here because he was drafted in the third round, 70th overall, but they thought he was going to be a a, a draft pick that would be uh, in the first two rounds. He just dropped in the draft, probably because of his size. But I went and looked at wide receivers since 2000, drafted in the first two rounds, who have a BMI of 25 or less, just like Devontae Smith. And what I found was since Devontae Smith was drafted in that 2021 class, sure. there have been 10 wide receivers with a BMI of 25 or lower drafted in the first two rounds. Prior to that, in the 21 years prior to that, actually, we're going all the way back to 2000, there were only 14 such wide receivers Go drafted. On. That entire 21-year cycle of drafts, only 14 of them drafted with 25 BMI or less in the first two rounds. And since Sark you know, turned Devontae Smith into a Heisman uh, Trophy-winning receiver, there have been 10 such wide receivers drafted um, in the last three drafts. And I think a lot of that is what Sark did. I think he changed the way the NFL views the skinny, frail, small-ish wide receiver. They're they're a lot more open to spend draft capital now on them, high draft capital. And because of the—and this this gets into the— the, con- the concept of how they use them. We know Sark loves pre-snap motions and shifts, using about 55% of the time. So does Bobby Sloak, by the way. A little, nice little nugget here. When the Texans used pre-snap motion in their first preseason game, they averaged 6.4 5- 6. yards per play, 3.3 3 yards per play without pre-snap motion. Bobby Sloick, who is a Shanahan disciple, Shanahan has led the NFL in pre-snap motion since 2017, and all the Shanahan clan, whether you're talking about uh, Mike McDaniel or you're talking about Sean McVay, or, you know, you're talking about Matt LaFleur, they all utilize a ton of pre snap motion. And so does Sark, because Sark admires that coaching tree. That is a way that you can get these skinny ish, small ish, frail wide receivers off the line of scrimmage with a free release without having to worry about them being rerouted and being thrown about all the time. And I think that's probably why Sark, he doesn't mind these skinny, frail speed. They got to be speed demons. If they ain't got the speed, Sark don't want it. But Tank dell has got that kind of speed, especially with his 10-yard split being around, I think it was actually an elite number. He was top, He was like 99th percentile in his 10-yard split. Ended up running just a 4-4, but he's got that kind of speed too. So as long as you got a, you're a speed demon, Sark can work with you, even if you're frail and a little bit skinny.
2: Well, the next guy on that list is going to be Xavier Worthy. Yes, you're right. <laughs> exactly
0: right. Yes, because I don't know what you're he, right. He's being my. I mean, not gonna do the calculation really quick on him, but you're right. He's got to be tw- twenty-five or less. Yeah, unless he gains weight this year or something, maybe. X Man is
2: slight, but you're right. Devontae Smith and the other thing Devontae <laughs> Smith showed everybody is, as we've talked about a lot, he was a very productive wide receiver. He returned punts. He was on kick coverage because the, because the reason those guys hadn't gotten drafted, is they thought they wouldn't last. Right, exactly. They'll, they'll, they'll break. Yeah. Uh, those guys are breaking half in our league. Those are, these are these are monsters, and you know. But guess what? They're quick. <laughs> they, they don't get, they don't take hard hits all mm-hmm. that much. I mean, think about Deuce Vaughn with the Cowboys. I mean, he's a little thicker than what we're talking about, but everybody thought, well, no way he'd last. Well, he doesn't take a lot of hits. He, he
0: didn't he, hit cleanly. You know? Nobody hits him clean.
2: He spins off of mm-hmm. them or he goes. He hits the X button or yep. whatever he does That's with the joystick. Point. So yes, <laughs> but at the same time, if if those guys take a really hard hit from a big dude, it's you know, can they weather that over time is going to be because mm-hmm. there'll be still some GMs will be old school and say, no, 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 I need a sturdier player. I need a I need Yeah. So that's for, still one. I'm taking a draft pick for the long haul. Yeah. I'll say my only addition to the Tank Dell conversation is anybody who's a H- University of Houston fan. And,
0: oh, he was legit. You know, there, the man. guy was
2: a stud. Mm-hmm. And the Texans feel like they stole him in the third round because uh, there were some Texans fans that were upset that they didn't take Jalen Hyatt. Remember, Jalen Hyatt was the still Giants. available from Tennessee. Yeah.
0: He's a speed demon. He's like a speedster.
2: Yeah, light. he's a light, he's light too. But as you said earlier, C.J. Stroud had already worked out with C.J. with Tankdale, and they'd become close, and he recommended him. Mm-hmm. And so far, the reason I brought it up earlier is that I keep watching the, uh, the Houston media covering the, the Dolphins-Texans joint practices, and they keep showing videos of the, the, the Dolphins' corners can't keep up with the guy. He scored three touchdowns in one session.
1: And they're good corners. And they're good Miami's corners. Myers a good defense. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good defense.
2: And, and, and you know it was you know whoever the quarterback was was looking for Tank Dell because he was he's open. I uh, he, mean think about when uh, mm-hmm. when when the Patriots were rolling and like well, how come no one can cover Wes Walker? How come no one can stay ahead of Julian Edelman? And then you got guys like like Tyree Kill and now Tank Dell who it's just the quickness, Rod. You you, you can't touch him. Mm-hmm. And their feet are quicker than yours. And and his ten yard shuttle it was elite. Uh, they're having a hard time. So Tank Dell is a guy to keep an eye on with the Houston Texans. He could bring some, uh, you know, because because if you're if you're a Texans fan, which there are a few, but Rod and I are two of them. If you've got a young quarterback, what do you need to be somewhat successful for C.J. Stroud? You need an offensive line, which they should, their offensive line should be an above average, mm-hmm. and maybe even really good unit. And then you need some, you know, running game. They the got run game Damian helps. Pierce. Yep. And then you need some weapons that he can rely on. Well, you signed Dalton Schultz, who was one of Dak Prescott's favorite targets. Pretty reliable. To be a reliable guy. And now you might have this Tank Dell, who you just know in a big spot's going to find a way to get himself open. Yep. Um, you see, the quarterback doesn't have to do too much progression reading. It can be, hey, Tank's going to find a hole in the zone or Tank's going to beat man coverage. That can be my my stick mover
0: on third down, right? I think you're right about that. I think that's exactly where you see them on third down, those money downs. Yes. They'll probably use them in the slot more than they use them on the outside. That's wise. Give them a two-way go. And it's harder for defenders to get their hands on them. The texture makes a good point too. Rod, do you think the rise in fur wide receivers is because of the rule changes that are advantageous to offenses and you can't hit receivers? You can't have your hands on them downfield. There's no question. It is easier now to play the wide receiver position than it has ever been. And, and
2: <laughs> harder than playing corner, which we and talked about. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so I, I think you're right about that. Now, you know, those guys don't need to deal with as much physicality. Um, at the wide receiver position, they don't have to worry about getting hit. I'm not laying haymakers on those guys anymore. I get kicked out of games for that kind of stuff now. There's a penalty for that kind of stuff now. So I think you're right that the change in style of play defensively has definitely led to more receivers who are frail and skinnier and slimmer wide receivers. Uh, but they can deal with the the level of physicality in today's game. Maybe not, maybe not in the early 2000s when I was talking about now, last three years, they realized the NFL is a league that, you know, it's a more of a pace and space league and a spread league, not three yards in a cloud of dust. And it's not an intimidation in a, you know, a league that's about big hits anymore. It's about big plays. And these skinny wide receivers, they can get you big plays. And if he's in the slot, that means that that Bobby Slocke will be able to move him around. I think that's important, too. Uh, that's probably why Sark doesn't mind a Jante Cook or an X-man at wide receiver. You're probably not going to get your hands on these guys because Sark's going to move them around so much and have them in motion so much, they'll constantly be catching the ball on the fly. Which, by the way, is... is is a really good cheat code for Bobby Sloan. I just gave you the numbers. They damn near doubled in their yards per play when they had motion as opposed to when they didn't have motion in the, in the first preseason game. But Sark, same thing. When he targets motion, when his quarterbacks, I should say, target motion, 80% completion percentage to 81% completion percentage in the last two years. Yards per attempt, 8.4 and 10. Uh, first down touchdown rate, 32% and 39%. Explosive play rate, we're over 30%. It works. You just gotta do it more. I think Sark should do it more. And you're gonna if you're a Texans fan, you're gonna see it a lot. But if you're a Longhorn fan, you should see it even more than you've seen in the last two years. So there you go.
2: There you go. Good stuff, Rods Rant. We'll come back, we'll play some uh, Who Said That? Who also, said that? Uh, into the fabulous fifth quarter beyond the top of the hour with more to do. Get you ready for that Longhorn scrimmage tomorrow. Cowboys second preseason game. What's happening there? That's all coming here on Ian Rod B. Aaron
0: Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N.
1: Ian Rod B on the horn. Who said that? Who said that? Who said
2: that? Who said it? i play some audio for Rod. He'll play some audio for me. We try to guess who said that. Who said that? What do you got, Rod? Uh,
0: All right. First one is a QB, and uh, he's having some fun with members of the media uh, trying to attest their uh, intellectual capacity to absorb NFL plays. Um, Here is uh, the QB. I
1: I can give you guys a play, and then if you guys want to repeat it after me, as if you guys were in the huddle, you guys can. All right. Should I go once or twice saying it?
0: Once. Once? All right. We got Northright, Clamp, South Fox, H-Top, Pass 38, Top Gumby, XP, Sweat. Let's go. Anyone? I got it. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
1: sounds like a false start to us. Yeah, sounds like a pre-snap penalty to me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness.
0: All right. Uh, All right. There you go. Who said that? That's, Who's that here? Uh,
2: that's, that's Tua.
0: That is Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. Uh, We just got done talking about pre-snap motions and shifts. Miami, uh, the Dolphins actually used pre-snap motion more than any team in the NFL last season, over 70%. And uh, Tua knows all about that. So I'm sure some of that terminology was about pre-snap motions and shifts and moving around. There you go. Good job. That was Tua. Tua Tangavaola.
2: Now, this is an unfair one, but you're not going to know who said this. But I wanted to play this for you because, uh, you know, TikTok is a thing, right? People do TikTok videos. Oh, yeah. And here is a TikToker. Who has gone into Beverly Hills, California, to ask teenagers in Beverly Hills a simple question? Let's uh, let's oh, compare no. the answers to uh, the reality. Oh no!
1: How much do you think the average American makes a year? Maybe like 400k. How much do you think the average American makes a year?
0: Mm, I don't know, maybe like half a million.
1: What do you think that the average American makes a year? 90 to 100k. What do you think the average American makes a year?
0: 200 thousand, 250 thousand. Wow! Average American. It oh man, it's probably 50. Like fifty to sixty k? It's
1: less than that. It's probably the, less the than answer, that. The answer, yeah. It's well, pro- I, so you have I, anything from happening? I know
0: half it I know it ain't. I know two hundred k. I know it ain't 200K. I, know, I know it ain't six figures. It's fifty four
1: thousand. The answer yeah, is, is says, it's plus, Fifty to sixty. Fifty four
0: thousand. Yeah. yeah. It's fifty to sixty. Anyway, I think it's 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 been that way for a while. So in California,
1: what that's like twenty thousand dollars a year. You
0: know, in Austin, After taxes? in Austin, hey, it ain't going as far as it used to either. <laughs> it's like when it's like when Ty was
2: growing up in Westlake. You know that the seven eight seven four six is the most. Yeah wealthy zip code in, in, in all te- of Texas. In Texas,
0: yeah. Austin has the highest rent in the state. Oh, no no city in the state has higher rent than
1: Austin. So tie you up in the most expensive <laughs> But zip I do code not in. live in that zip code anymore. <laughs> yeah, because you had... 78723. Yes, yes. That's because
0: <laughs> now you got to pay your own rent.
1: <laughs> I th- I've lived in about, I think, nine different zip codes in Austin. Nice.
0: Damn, that's, a, that's pretty impressive. That's crazy. I've lived in the 78746 uh, though. 78746? Seven, seven, I'm 78747 seven, was, at, seven I, was, at, right I, was at, I was at Divorce Hill. For a
2: minute. Divorce Hill. What's well, the
0: divorcees uh, post up, interestingly. Where is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, where is that? It's like, a, it's an, it's like an apartment uh, right across a Mopac. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: With the, oh, like, by, by... Yes, di- it's like right, yes. By right traders? by the mall. It's like right across from the mall.
0: Oh. It's like right across from the mall. It's right down the street. Yeah, because there's a was... lot of divorcees over there. And there's a lot of uh, families who basically, instead of paying... I believe instead of paying like for private school, they just g- paid for rent at that place, and it was technically in the Westlake School District, so you were good.
1: That's smart. Yeah. So I
0: think some people—that's basically what they were doing.
1: The only people I ever knew that lived there were divorce moms.
0: Yeah. So oh no, right. it was. I'm oh, not, dude, you, if I could have cleaned up with all the <laughs> the desperate housewives there if I was single, but I was with my my now wife, and I love her. See, she's go. great. But they do have some nice divorcees there. anyways
2: nice. Divorce Hill. I like that. <laughs> that's what they. I grew up them. on North Hill in Akron, Ohio. Divorce Hill. <laughs> Uh, I'm in the 787... Seven, seven, yes, eight,
0: that is where the boss lived. Thank you, Bernard. Shetty. That's where the boss lived. Yeah, the boss lived in the same complex. At right Bosworth? Yeah, I used to see him there all, every morning. He'd be working out and stuff, and I'd wear my longhorn gear, and he'd have his suny gear on. i just stare at him. <laughs>
2: I'm in the 78747 seven, seven now. Yeah. What are you in right now, right? Uh,
0: seven, 78749. I'm
2: 47. 49. What it. What are you, Ty? Seven eight
1: seven two three right oh,
2: now. Oh, you're in the two three. Yeah. The Michael Jordan Eastside maybe. <laughs> Somebody pointed out that if you make over thirty k a year, you're in the top one percent of earners in the world.
0: That is that's that's, that's why this country is so wealthy. I consider still one of the wealthiest countries of all time.
2: <laughs> I got more sound for you, Rod, including a cut that you uh, a piece of audio that you quote quite a bit. I have it for you. So oh, I, I got I got I got another one too. We'll do that coming all up. All right, cool. And then we're talking preseason NFL with two games tonight. Will B. John Robinson play in the Atlanta game? Try to do some digging on that. Also, Cowboys tomorrow night, Texans and Dolphins tomorrow afternoon. Plus, the Longhorns have a second and final big scrimmage tomorrow to get ready for uh, their mm-hmm. season opener in 15 days from today. It's, it's Ian Rodby on the horn.